It's time to get inside the Giants huddle. Huddle up, huddle up, huddle up. On Giants.com. Here we go, here we go. And the Giants mobile Get them in there, let's go. Part of the Giants podcast network. Welcome to the Giants huddle. You can find this show and our entire podcast network brought to you by Investors Bank on the Giants mobile app, podcast platforms everywhere, and at Giants.com slash podcasts. I'm Paul Dottino. Today we remember former Giants head coach Ray Perkins, who passed away December 9th at the age of 79. He directed Big Blue from 1979 through the 82 season and ended the team's 17-year playoff drought with a 9-7 record in 1981. Hall of Fame linebacker Harry Carson was the team captain as the organization shuffled the front office. A new GM was in town, and he hired a former NFL receiver who had become the San Diego Chargers offensive coordinator to be the Giants' next head coach. George Young came in, and uh, he brought in Ray Perkins. And, you know, I had always sort of been on teams that either they didn't have a whole lot of talent, but they had heart, or they didn't have a whole lot of heart, but they had a little bit of talent. And it wasn't until Perkins came in and he was able to, I think, reinstill a sense of discipline to the group of players that he had. He rooted out the ones who could not play within his system or they weren't disciplined. And he got guys who were hard hat workers, you know, they we all learned to play the game together. And uh you know, one of the things that I could I could say that I fondly remember with uh Ray Perkins is um you know, he would we would sit in the meeting room and he would come walk into the meeting room and you'd have everybody sort of talking or chattering or whatever and he would just stand there and he wouldn't say a word until everybody shut up. (laughs) (laughs) And he had this sort of intimidation about him that you knew when he was standing there, he was on the floor, and he wasn't going to be disturbed by anybody else. And he was going, he was commanding those moments in front of everyone, and everybody just shut up. And he would stand there, and a good two or three seconds after everybody died down, that's when he started. And that was part of him sort of reinstituting that that sense of discipline within the players. And I sort of saw it over a period of time where, you know, he was hard, and uh, I'm not going to give you the, you the whole he was hard but fair. He was hard. And he was a, a guy who wanted the best out of his players, and eventually with some of the moves that he made eventually, you know, we started to gain more confidence in ourselves as we were were playing and we were no longer, you know, that that team that was constantly in the cellar of the NFC or the NFC East and we started to become a, a, a bit more competitive under Ray Perkins. And so... Um, you know, I appreciated him personally because 
you know, not that I loved him or I thought he was a great coach, but like I said, the, the, the main thing that he did was reinstilled a sense of discipline that players have to have if they're going to take the field and play consistent football. And um, that is probably the most important thing that he brought to the Giants organization. He changed the mindset of the players who were playing for him. And, um, you know, eventually we, during the 81 season, uh, wound up um, getting into the playoffs. Uh, we lost, but uh, at least we did something that the team hadn't done in such a long time, and that is just make it to the playoffs. The second round loss to San Francisco came after quarterback Scott Bruner directed a wild card upset in Philadelphia. At the time, future Super Bowl MVP quarterback Phil Simms was battling injuries. Few realized that it was Perkins who strongly recommended that young draft Sims two years earlier. We didn't know anything about Phil Simms, period, full stop. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, Phil, Phil was a guy out of a program that was not a high-powered program. I mean, he went to um, Moorhead State. Yeah. And we didn't know anything about Moorhead State. And, you know, here's this guy. He's uh, drafted in the first round by, by the New York Giants and, you know, George Young. You know, we sort of felt like he, he must know, he must have known what he was doing. You know, he came from Miami and, you know, he's, um, you know, he was a talent evaluator and, and, um, you know, Perkins probably did um, work in tandem with George Young to bring in uh, Phil Sims, but quite honestly, uh, Paul, that was not really my focus. And, um, you know, my focus was basically on, on the defense. Let me just worry about what I could do on, on the defense and how the defense could get better and uh, let the offense take care of itself. And I just sort of trusted that, um, you know, those moves that were made by George Young and Ray Perkins were moves that, you know, they knew more than me because, as I said before, I didn't know anything about Phil Sims. I didn't know anything <laughs> about Moorhead State. Now, if he had gone to, let's say, Southern Cal or Michigan or, you know, Notre Dame or something like that, I probably would have known. But I had never really heard. Anything sure, sure. So, you know, apparently, um, and this is my mindset, they know something that we don't know. Fast forward to September 1980, and the day Perkins talked Carson out of an early retirement. We had a Monday night game in Philadelphia. And I remember going into the game and, you know, play was called. They come out and run the play. And I would do everything right during the course of the play except wrap up and bring the ball carrier down. And, you know, you hear the expression, uh, practice the way you play. Yeah. Well, when I practiced, we didn't have full contact in practice. And I did everything I needed to do to get to the ball carrier, and I didn't bring the ball carrier down in practice. I 
wound up doing the same thing when we played against Philadelphia. And you can go back and, and check it out. Monday night game, national television audience, playing the Philadelphia Eagles. And I'm all over the field, but I don't make the tackle. And I'm, 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 I'm asking myself, what's going on here? And so at the end of the game, I must have missed five or six tackles. Tackles that I should have made, that I would have made, but except that mentally I just wasn't there. And so um, I remember Vinny, Vinny Spurk, sure. the, uh, the comptroller, he came around and he was giving everybody their game check. And I said, I don't want my check. And he said, Harry, what are you talking about? I said, I don't want the check. I didn't earn it. And so I went to Perkins and I said, Ray, I want you to know this is my last game. I'm retiring. And he looked at me after a loss. And he looked at me dead in the eyes. And he said, don't do anything. Come in and see me tomorrow. And I did. It was a miserable trip back to um, Giant Stadium. Went home, got some rest, came back, and I had my daughter, uh, Asia, with me. And I went in to meet with Ray Perkins, and he convinced me to stay and not leave, not retire. And I was just beating myself up, but he convinced me not to retire. And you can find a picture, and I think I have it somewhere, where we're at the old Giant Stadium. I'm walking out the door. The media is there, and Ray Perkins is going back into the building, and I'm walking out with my with my daughter. That's the thing that I sort of remembered more than anything else that I appreciate with Ray Perkins, more than anything else that he convinced me to not give up but to focus and come back even even better. And that week, I went to see a sports psychologist, Dr. Frank Ladada, who was associated with the team at that time. And Dr. Ladada and I talked, and he knew exactly what was going on. And I came back the next next. Um, you know, football was such a mental game. And I came back the next game, and I played very well. And all I had to do was just visualize in my head of bringing, bringing uh, the ball the ball carrier down as opposed to practicing the way or, or playing the way that I practiced. And I had to take it like two or three steps further and wrapping the guy Visualize wrapping the guy up and bringing him down. And so um, that is the thing that I think about when I heard that he had passed away. That's the thing that I thought of. And that's just my little personal um, Ray Perkins story that he sort of helped to guide me in, in the direction of Understanding that the game is mental and more mental than people think. You know, a lot of people think you just go out there and play, but there's so much stuff that you're thinking about at the time. 
And if you're not ready mentally, you know, you're going to get all screwed up on the field. And he was a, he was a pretty good coach in, in, in terms of motivating guys. You know, he had that seven draw. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, did his, uh, he did his dip, you know, as uh, many coaches and former players did back during that era. And, um, you know, he was one of those little guys from the South, you know. He, he, you, you can definitely tell from talking with him that uh, he was definitely from the South with the way that he, <laughs> he talked. Hey, Giants fans, get a New York Giants checking account from Investors Bank with a Giants branded debit card, security features, and discounts at the Giants online shop. You can earn up to $250 when you open an account at InvestorsBank.com slash Giants, member FDIC. The New York Giants and Quest Diagnostics want our fans to come back stronger than ever. Now you can order your own lab tests through Quest Direct to get the health answers you need most. The Giants were energized by first-round pick Lawrence Taylor in 1981. Harry Carson said the rookie linebacker, combined with the laser focus installed by Coach Ray Perkins, lifted them into the postseason. The most important thing that he did was he he really did change the mindset of the players on the team at that time. So we went from, uh, you know, we're like the doormat, of the league, everybody wants to play us, everybody wants to, uh, you know, beat us to get to the playoffs and, and all of that. And then we became a little bit more competitive and respect, respected on the field. And then we got to a point where teams had to look us, look at us as a playoff caliber team. So, you know, once you've made the playoffs, you know, people give you a little bit more respect, you know, in preparation or playing or whatever. So, um, you know, when we came back, you know, 82 season, um, we had to strike and... You know, that just sort of disrupted. I mean, anything could have happened during during the 82 season. But it wasn't to be, and Perkins left and went to Alabama. So I, I think if he had stayed, he probably would have continued to build the team in, in his image with uh, George Young. Perkins left for his alma mater after the 1982 campaign to succeed Alabama head coach Bear Bryant. But two assistants Perkins brought to the Giants in 1979 remained. They kept the club going in the right direction. Linebacker coach Bill Parcells was promoted to the head job while Bill Belichick manned the linebackers and special teams. That duo wound up leading Carson and the Giants to their first Super Bowl title in 1986. Parcells was a player's coach, okay? Guys loved playing for Parcells, and he had a sense of humor. Ray Perkins did not always have a sense of humor. <laughs> I don't know if that would have been like a Gatorade shower if Ray Perkins was still the head coach back during that that time, because he was—I mean, he was a strict disciplinarian, and he didn't have the same kind of 
out and have some fun kind of guy. You know, it's one thing to say, let's go out and have some fun and to motivate the team. It's another thing to go to say, go out, let's go out and have some fun and really mean it as Parcells would have been, you know, because we had a different relationship with, with Parcells. Bill, Bill was one of us. <laughs> and, and, no, no, no. He was one of. I remember. And 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 Bill and also Belichick. When things weren't going well, then Perkins would voice his displeasure in what was going on, and then those coaches, ourselves, Belichick, he reigned in on them. And then they reigned in on us. And so, as I said before, Ray Perkins was not, you know, he wasn't a, a, a touchy-feely, uh, have-fun kind of guy. I mean, he, he might have been to other people, but I've never really, I never really had that kind of relationship with him. But Carson always had respect for Perkins, the guy who general manager George Young hired and planted the seeds for a winner. George did an excellent job in bringing Ray Perkins on board. And, you know, had it not been for George, had it not been for Ray Perkins, you know, I don't know what would have happened with the team at that time. I, I think they eventually probably would have landed on their feet and would have been a much better team. But, again, I keep going back to, and, you know, I was the product of what Perkins did, and that is I saw what was there um, before he got there. And I knew what he had to do to write that ship. And he did a very good job in writing that ship by reinstilling that sense of discipline that the team needed to have. And unfortunately, there were players who were there who did not have football as their main priority, and he was able to get those guys out and get new people in and, um, you know, and, and, and just make the team better and better and better. And... You know, Phil Sims, Lawrence Taylor, you know, those two picks by, by George. Um, and then, you know, having Perkins there and then eventually Perkins leaving and then going to Alabama and then Parcells taking over. You, you know, everything really worked out for the Giants in the, um, at that time. That's Hall of Fame linebacker Harry Carson in the Giants huddle as we remember former Giants head coach Ray Perkins. You can find this show and our entire podcast network brought to you by Investors Bank on the Giants mobile app, podcast platforms everywhere, and at Giants.com slash podcasts. Until next time, I'm Paul Tatino. So long, everybody.